Welcome to the Coffee with Curls podcast, a place to have an honest conversation about everyday life with a side of knowledge and coffee. Tune in to a brand new episode. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Coffee with Curls podcast. I am happy to be with this lovely lady, which I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, guys. My name is Marche. Marche Chardin. I'm also with The Outlet. Yes, welcome to Thank the podcast. You. So tell <laughs> me a little bit about Miss Marche. I am a Houston native. Um, born and raised here. I absolutely love uh, my city. I'm in property management, but also with doing the... Um, the outlet has been really big on self journeys and intentional growth, and I've literally just a girl that's just growing intentionally and guiding myself and being aligned with the people on my path. So tell me more about we are the outlet, right? Is that the podcast? Correct. Yes. Well, yeah, it's the it's our little. I don't even know how to. It's an organization, but literally, um, the outlet is a. Um, it's basically an open outlet for people to come in Mm. and basically share through conversations everything from childhood traumas to religion, spirituality, uh, relationships, sex, like literally nothing is off the table. So our um, the goal is literally to bring our community together and Mm. heal one another through conversation and interaction and also networking. Okay, so I had the pleasure of attending one of your events and I loved it. The dialogue, that honest, it felt uh, like a safe place to do that. Definitely. Uh, Judgment-free. But I'm going to tell you how I met this lovely lady. I met you <laughs> at the music event right. for Loud Music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you came up to me. You said, hey, <laughs> I have this outlet. Was it the outlet? Yeah. I want you to come. And I did. And I loved it. Yes. yes and dope. literally, I've been drawn to you. It was like the whole time you were being an MC, I was like, this girl energy is on fire. I have to know who she Thank is. You. And then I'm an honorary Latino now. Yes, she is. I blessed her. <laughs> Come on home, baby. Yes, girl. I love it. But I love the dialogue that everybody was having. Mm-hmm. And to talk about topics that maybe you wouldn't feel so comfortable, especially in the community of people of color right. to have an honest conversation. We could talk about anything and everything. And I think one of the biggest topics that we talked about was about self-love. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. Have you learned about self-love or do you feel like you're still discovering? Girl, I am still <laughs> discovering. But um, I learned about self-love by not knowing about self-love, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I was um, at the outlet I expressed about... Um, the relationship between me and my mother is just, you know, constantly growing. And, um, but it was the one point in time where it wasn't the best at all mm-hmm. for years and years. And, um, my mother is from Louisiana. She is taught to serve people. That's mm. what she does. She's a caretaker. And, um, self love wasn't implemented in my blueprint for mm. being raised, you know, yeah. with her. So, um, through not having self love, you learn that if you don't have self-love, you really can't love property properly. And then on top of that, people can't love you properly because you don't even love yourself. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to literally, and still learning, how to constantly think of myself um, 
and do for myself with self-love and not feel bad, not feel selfish, understanding that whatever I can give to someone, I should be able to give to myself. True. And constantly do that and constantly take care of myself because when I'm my best self, I'm the better friend, I'm the better lover, I'm the better daughter, I'm mm-hmm. the better worker. Yeah. When I have self-love and constantly operating that in my everyday routine. That's right. Yeah. So what have you learned from your discovery of self-love? <laughs> well, I've learned that um, one, self-love is necessary. I kind of just went over that. Yeah. Self-love is necessary. Also, um, I learned basically that self-love is... Honestly, my it's a part of my health. I did not look at self-love as um, even something that would affect your health mm-hmm. until it starts affecting your health, whether it's mental health, yes. whether it's physical health. Um, also, um, self-love really is my is, is really my fuel to constantly be who I am and um, constantly run the business that I'm trying to do, be the person that I am as far as excelling in my own career. Mm. Um, And really, self-love has just been my ongoing lesson in redefining what that is for me. Like, I had to say, okay, this is what the world says self-love is. Mm. How do I cultivate my own meaning of self-love that fits me? Right. That's, That's best for me. Yes. Because what works for you for self-love mm. and what worked for me will be totally different sometimes. Right. So I had to learn cultivating that and redefining my own terms and definitions of what that word means to me. Mm-hmm. And so really it just means taking care of myself, growing um, individually, not only just being my chair, my cheerleader, my own cheerleader, but also calling me out on my own stuff. Mm. Like when I know that this is wrong or this is something I, I, I'm trying to like, girl, this is how I am. No, mm. it, sometimes it's not how you are. Sometimes it's, it's a something that you just picked up maybe through childhood or it's a trauma or it's mm. a void and I'm not healing that. Uh, you know, and, and self-love is actually digging into that mm-hmm. so that I can be better and not constantly just say, oh, that's just how I am. Or, girl, you know, that's how Shay is from, you know, yes. I'm big on that. Everybody knows me. Shay from the Southwest. Yes, I am from the Southwest, girl. But at the same time, I am not that same chick. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yes, I was calling yourself out. Yeah, calling you myself out. on your own shit, right? I think yes. that's the hardest I would say the man in the mirror effect. Mm-hmm. Looking at yourself and really being real and not sugarcoat. And when you have that level of honesty with yeah. yourself, then you could be honest with everybody else. Definitely. Um, my grandmother calls it, um, so many people have telescopes and not enough mirrors or microscopes. microscopes That's good. That's you good. know, And it's so true. Yeah. Because every relationship, anybody that, you're, that you meet, is a reflection of you in some kind of way, whether the, it's the good or the bad. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah, and I think we saw it more like that. Mm-hmm. We learn how to process our behaviors a little different. Yeah, and then we look at everybody as people instead of already being prejudging. Wow, definitely right because I think we prejudge. As oh yeah, it's natural to be like, oh, what the fuck, exactly. <laughs> what's wrong with this person? But it's really a reflection of us. So what is it that I'm not seeing in myself? Right. That that's happening at that situation, and that's almost like a wake up call. Like, hey, ring, ring, what's going on? Exactly. Like, look, pay attention. Like, almost like the stop sign. Mm, yeah. And you meet folks. And I had to learn that too. Yeah. Even like <laughs> with working with people, and like in a space like that, and when you deal with who they're rude, 
mm-hmm. and they're just assholes. True. So when I learned, for me, it was like, we're, uh, we were just kind of talking about the four agreements, and then yeah. theirs is don't take anything personal, and that was one of the things I had to learn. I'm like, oh, you're just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and like I told you, that is something I am learning right now. Do not take it personal. Yeah. That is one of the things, like... I'm like, how can I to not take this yeah. personal? Because I'm one of those people, like, I do everything <laughs> out the kindness of my heart. Yeah. And I'm really just doing it because it's just automatic for me. Yeah. But you want me to show you who I am. You want me to show out. You yes. want me to act the hell out. So, girl, yeah. don't. Yeah. No. yeah. And it's like, don't match energies. You yeah. know, you see that all the time. Don't match don't energies. Match. No. But yeah, definitely, I'm learning that now to not take things personal mm-hmm. and operate in a better way that's like, okay, what helps serves you in this purpose? What, yes. what, what is serving you? Mm-hmm. And what's not serving you? Yeah. And be okay with that. <laughs> be okay with it. Yes. Yeah. So tell me how the outlet came about. How was um, that born? Right. So um, the outlet basically was, um, funny thing is, um, I knew Ty through, I actually, everybody met through social media. Okay. Um, I knew Ty longer. Okay. Um, and I met Candace through a mutual friend of ours. Mm. Well, me and Ty would hang out from time to time, and me and Candace would always talk um, through social media. Okay. And so one time we ended up having conversations. You know, like when you send people memes or you mm. see posts, yeah. And we're commenting back and forth, and um, literally, I was like, "Yeah, we need to have a discussion." She was like, "Yeah, we need to have a discussion about all these different things." And at first, it was just between us. Mm-hmm. So we ended up saying, "Okay, yeah, let's go to the Galleria when Kona Girl was open." And we, we went to Kona Girl, and um, we just started talking about the same topics that we talk about at the island. And we mm-hmm. was like, "Man, we wish that we can have this." Um, with everybody mm. and I told her I was like yeah that's one of the things I've always wanted to do mm. um, then I said I wouldn't just want it to be women mm. because it's not just women I would like it to be somebody else like a male perspective mm. and uh, I was like I knew that she knew Titus through Instagram but I didn't know that they never met oh, so okay. literally I called Titus <laughs> and right on the spot and he was like, you know what's so crazy? I'm not that far away. I'm going to come by and stop. Okay. And we stopped and we closed out Kona Girl just talking. And we said, let's all link up. And then um, the next so often, I want to say a couple of weeks or maybe two to three weeks after that, we all met and we just kind of like started building it up from there. And it started off as just some of small friends during the, um, small friends just during um, like a I think it was a Super Bowl or something oh, okay. that we had and the conversation was so crazy and mm. amazing to where we was like okay maybe we need to do this and open it up to the to the public yeah and so once we opened up to the public literally our numbers just kept doubling and doubling and doubling and more and more people heard about it and then um it just kind of blossomed from there how long have you guys been doing this um almost two years now okay. um we're, we're about a about a year and a half now yeah. So what have you learned from doing this work? Uh, <laughs> if you can say at least two things, what have you learned? Okay. A lot of things that I have learned. One is, it's something I already knew, but it's, there's so much healing through transparency. Mm, yes. And a lot of times, like in my household, what happens in your house stays in this house. Mm. 
and that's so hurtful it is. to our community, especially people of color, because yes. we we don't believe in mental health. We don't mm. that our you know our community is really affected by that. We don't talk about other things to realize that we have a lot more in common mm. than we do at odds. Mm. It might not be the same religion. It might not be the same sexuality. Mm. It might not be the same uh, perspective. Mm. But we get to branch off of that and learn and share that experience. And then the second thing I would definitely say is um, really learning about myself. Mm. I have grown so much with um, being exactly who I am and people loving me exactly who I am um, through being transparent through networking with people and um, that brings that brings me pleasure mm. knowing that I'm myself and I'm loving myself and I'm going through it and I can see a brother or a sister or anybody really doing the exact same work or trying to do it whether we're on the same part of our journey or you can help me go here and I can help you go here yeah. with ours that literally have been the two things I can say have really helped me or um, that I've learned just from being a part of that outlet is just Everybody's journey is different, but we're all doing this thing in life. We're yeah. all winging it. And then the transparency. I always say that. I'm always winging it. Yeah, I'm, I'm always, always winging, winging it. it. People didn't have it together. I'm like, no, I'm winging life like every single every day. day. I don't have it together. I don't pretend to have it together because um, I think with social media, that can get kind of like easily. You can think that somebody does. And I'm the first one to be like, me? No. I'm not that person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do my best. Um, sometimes my best is not the best and that's okay too you know what I mean and I do better tomorrow yeah you know every day is a good day to try and as long as I'm alive and breathing I'm going to continue to do what I can exactly you know so what has been the hardest topic that you believe you've spoken about on the outlet um hmm the hardest topic Mm mm-hmm you know what I have two okay one will be, I would say, the self-love thing, mm. because hearing how people, self-love is taught or not taught. Mm-hmm. And to hear the stories that filled the room that day on yeah. who did what really broadened my horizons. The second one was um, a lady, at, she had submitted this question online, and I remember talking to her. And it's so true as people of color. We say, she said... It was uh, the intersection between queer and black. Mm. And basically what that was, was, um, and she's a lesbian. Mm. She expressed that when it's Black Lives Matter, they all, no, it doesn't matter, straight, gay, mm-hmm. everybody, if it's Black Lives Matter, it's Black Lives Matter across the board. Yes. But when it comes to being queer or a part of that community, whether you're gay, lesbian, queer, trans, the black people don't have that same enthusiasm to support love. Love wins all, you know, right. for them. And it hit home because it's true. Mm. But during that conversation, we really broke down, like, the how heavy it was mm. in that. And not only that, like, I grew up, I played basketball. I've been around lesbians and trans. Like, I've been around them my whole life. I've never kind of, like subject like Mm. me to being a part of one group of people so but what I realized some of my friends they were very homophobic and did not know they were homophobic Mm. and when I started listening to them I was like wow 
something that was so normal to me because I grew around basketball players. That's nothing. You know, I have no issues. And I'm like, you know, and not all basketball players are like that, but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of times you notice the more masculine, you know, women are, um, they choose that route. And then you, we're literally having this conversation like, man, I have a great friend um, that was literally, she, she expressed her point of view of that and what I remember the lady said well another woman in the room said well what would you like to call me Mm. and she said I would like for you to call me my name Mm. that's it I'm a human being no matter it doesn't if I treat you right if I'm this amazing person it doesn't matter who I choose to have a sexual relationship with or who I choose to love because I don't tell you to choose who you love right and um that was very heavy because that conversation went from all different, not even just women, but we had um, some men in there mm. that was, you know, expressed their side. And it was very, it was very alarming to hear how we're not educated at all mm. on that and how they have a voice just like any other person do. But the problem is, is that we don't give them that voice. We're so busy fighting blacks, you know, like blacks and Black Lives Matter. And they have a voice too. Yeah. And one, they are fighting, but they're coming from a survival point of view mm. as well. So sometimes we don't even want to hear it because it sounds so aggressive. But we yeah. got to understand the same fight that we're having as people of color. They're having this as people of, of color and having same-sex mm. relationships, which is like, a, you know, a double whammy, you know, sometimes. Well, how they identify. How they identify yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So that was probably the most to... It's a lot to unpack for people that don't want to open up. Yeah. Or didn't understand that they played a part of the bad behavior. Exactly. We don't know. We don't know. And sometimes it's lack of knowing. Exactly. Either the lack of knowing, and I want to be open about it. But at the end of the day, I feel like we're all people. Oh, yeah. So No matter what. No matter what. I don't care. Like, as long as you're a good person and you're not hurting people in this world. Definitely. But it's like religion. That's Definitely. so much to unpack. Right? A lot. And I kind of left religion a long time ago mm-hmm. when I really started to understand the oppressive side of it. Yeah. And that offends people. But I'm like, I'm not telling you to believe in what I believe. I'm just saying that I understand how that oppressed us in many ways. Exactly. And you can do, you can believe in whatever you want. You can believe in an orange. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. You know, we have that right. But to understand that sometimes people use, like, religion when it comes to that situation right. as picking what's a sin. Exactly. A sin is a sin. Regardless. Regardless. Exactly. So we can't just pick and choose. Like, I just find that whole pick and choose you pisses me off. I'm exactly. Like, no. People sit there like, that's the worst of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, being in a same-sex relationship is horrible, but you're molesting children or you're an adulterer or, you know, like stealing gum. Yeah, you're stealing. (laughs) You're a liar. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, so it's like when you sit there and you think about that, and it's like, who are we to judge right. as if we have it all together? Because this is what society has told us mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you really deal with someone and you take them for who they are and the heart that they have and, and who they just, you know, not only who they are to themselves, but who mm-hmm. they are to other people. That's right. You realize, like, we're all the same. We are. And you matter to somebody. 
Exactly. No matter who it is. No matter who it is. And who you pray to and what you pray about has nothing to do with me. Yes. You know? For sure. Whether you believe in Allah, and that's Mm -hmm. the thing about religion and um, every religion is man-made. So, I mean, I know that's, a, like you said, it's a lot to it's unpack. It's a lot for people to unpack. But yeah. it is very hard for a lot of people to grasp the concept of their religion. And um, I had my days where literally I said, I went from being very religious to being very relationship. Mm. And that's how I look at it. And people, you know, it's a lot to unpack and explain that a explain little bit. That. So, um, because I grew up in a very, very religious household. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I love and respect my family and our views and everything else, but mine has always been a little different. Mm. So I got to a point where I became very depressed mm. in my life. And I was like, I'm doing all of this stuff that the Bible tells me. I'm doing all this stuff that I've known and what I've been taught, going to church, going to Bible study, going to all these different things. And to me, it was like, I realized that I learned a religion and did not have a relationship Ooh. with God or higher power or the yeah. universe or whoever people want to call it. Yes. And for me, you know, God is God. That's what I say. So for me, it was how do I break the religious part? Because doing something religious religiously is a routine. It is. It's, it it's is. a routine. It is. And I had to stop doing the routine and build the relationship. Mm. And that's what I mean by my relationship with God, you know, versus yeah. uh, just the whole religion thing. It is. It throws me off to sit there for me to read uh, a book that has been edited many over times. And, and who's editing this? Like, I've actually questioned <laughs> that, you know. I've heard that a lot, too. Yes. <laughs> and I have an issue with that, but to each their own. I mean, you read. Yeah. do what you want but for me that's been as I've gotten older it has been eye opening for me in that mm-hmm. aspect because um, unfortunately I have not seen too many churches help people right I've heard that too yeah yes, not definitely. all churches I've seen yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they have oh no that's big for me too yeah but I've seen it in the and how of, you do it how you help people because yeah. sometimes you help people and you're putting so much in media to where I question yeah what are you doing you you know like what are you really trying to do because a lot of things is not necessary when you're doing it out the kindness of your heart right and I actually had that conversation with one of my friends um not too long ago um it's different times I help people Mm -hmm. just whenever my spirit says move I move and I know Mm -hmm. that's God talking to me and I like I had a friend where um she she her, she's a single parent and she has a son that's sick. Mm. And she was like, you know, on top of everything, I gotta pay for this because of my son. Mm. You know, and literally the whole time, like I told you, I've been having this numb feeling forever. But in that moment, she didn't know. But through the phone, I was just crying because mm. I just felt her pain. Yeah. And immediately, I was like, do something for her. And yeah. I cashed after. She was, I cashed after the money that she needed to do. She was like, wow, wow. how can I, you know? And, and the thing about it is you do these certain things and you do it off an of impulse or whenever your spirit tells you to move. But then it's like, I understand helping and doing community work, but not everything to me should be broadcasted. Yeah. Um, because you don't know how it makes that person feels. Yeah. And I actually think there's somewhere I read in, in the Bible where it tells you about actually... It's not supposed to be broadcasted. Mm. Eat too, you know. 
and and that's another thing. You can't pick and choose what scriptures to yeah. you know live by or yeah. condemn people by, <laughs> which is horrible. Which it is, you know. And then it's like, girl, it's like, okay, this is the Bible, this is the Quran, this is this person. You go yeah. through all these different things, and people have you judge. Yes, you judge people on oh, well, they're living like this. Who is this person besides yeah. besides this person? One person's fasting. Right. And then you have another person going, they're fasting too, but their fast is Ramadan. Right, yeah. Who, how did this person act as a human? Right. Just because you don't understand, and that's the whole thing that we try to do in regards to the outlet. Like, yeah. open up your eyes to understand that we don't have to do everything the same. What makes us yes. different is what makes us beautiful and unique. I believe that too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up this segment and we'll be right back after this quick little break. Okay, and we're back, gorgeous people, as we continue mm-hmm. our conversation. So tell me about five-year-old Shay. Oh, that is a good question, girl. Five-year-old Shay was a tomboy. I was thought she? I was the little girl from Remember the Titans. I do. Wow. I was that bad. I was that bad. I was the girl that literally, I wanted to run. I'm the only girl. I have all brothers. Um, I I was a girl that just wanted to be running up behind my brothers, and they did football and basketball and different stuff, and I literally was just a tomboy. But I was so not girly, girl. I was no. girl. The glow up is real. <laughs> the glow up is real. Cause back then I look at stuff and I was like, you got oh, pictures. It was a struggle. Yes. You gonna do like a throwback Thursday, girl? I would. I will. I will do it, girl. Yes. I love that. I'll tell you what I like about your stories. Mm-hmm. R and B, because I'm a huge yes. R and B head. Music okay. is a love language. I love. Like, okay, so <laughs> I have a soundtrack to my life. That's what I said. I have a song for every moment me too. of something. And I had a girlfriend always tell me, she's like, oh my God, must you sing something? I was like, yeah. Yes. My yeah. life is a soundtrack. Uh-huh. Just to give you guys a heads up, we're actually at a coffee shop. So you guys are going to hear some background noise. So I'm just going to put it out there. You probably heard it in the first segment and I didn't say anything, but hey. Here we are. Right? <laughs> it's all good. So who's your favorite R&B artist? That is so hard. Okay, top five. Okay, I will tell you this. Okay. <sighs> oh, that's so hard. <laughs> that is so hard. Like, I, my music just range, but you're saying R&B. R&B. Ooh, I mean. I can't even think. Like, okay. I, I mean, great. Okay, song that comes up to your mind right now, R&B. What more song comes up to your mind right now? Um, number one song. Uh, right now, it, that's more like so. But I would say um, I, like I Want You song. Around. Okay, bye. By, um, what is her name? I think her name is pronounced Snow or Snow Allegra. I can't no, even think of her I name. That Girl, I've been listening to her for like maybe almost a year. And she finally came out with an artist. I love artists. I find a lot of artists that are like either somewhere in London or the UK and I love them and they're trying to make it mainstream I love Neil Soul yeah I love Neil Soul it's endless I'm gonna tell you who changed my life Um, oh my god hold up I can't remember her name right now Um, I can't Golden Golden living my my life like it's Golden Golden just got yes oh yeah it just froze right now I saw her live oh I have not seen her three years ago Mm -hmm. in Atlanta Mm. At uh, one music fest, I don't know if you ever been. I've never been, but oh I heard God. about it. It's off the chain. 
Oh, I, I used go. to go for like my birthday because it's always in September. Okay. But they changed the location. So the last two years we haven't gone because it's like all standing. Mm, okay. So they changed it for two days now before it was a one day, 10 hour concert. Oh, wow. So it'd be like half of the time you're sitting and the other half time you're going to like it's two stages. Okay. So one side, one artist is standing and then the opposite side is a sitting. But at least oh. you get a break because it's hot as hell in September right. in Atlanta. Yeah. And Jill Scott was like the end act. And she just, I love me some Jill Scott. Really? Yes. And you know what? I love Jill. I do. I love poetry. I love poetry, yeah. I will say, um, I argue anybody no. down when it comes down to Whitney Houston. I love Whitney Houston. When I tell you, as a little girl, yeah. this that was the one girly thing Whitney. about me. Okay. Even um, I, if Whitney Houston was playing, nobody could sing. Uh-oh. I would scream. <laughs> I would get mad. Really? Girl, and I Will Always Love You was my um, graduation song. Was it? Yes. I'm going to tell you what so, mine was. <laughs> what was it? Um... It's so hard to say goodbye by voice <laughs> and everybody's crying. Well, no, no, that was my family graduation song. My oh. my actual graduation song was um, "I Hope You Dance." I forgot. Really? Was, yes, and it was a beautiful song. That is a beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. I hope you dance. But yeah, girl, it was so bad when Whitney died. People were sending me cards, sympathy no. cards. <laughs> what? Girl, I was at Mardi Gras. Okay, Mardi Gras. No way. In college, and I literally said. Y'all go and have fun. <laughs> Whitney Houston funeral is on. And I sat there and cried for that six Get hour out. long while everybody else having fun. And I was like, I'll get drunk with y'all tonight. But oh. I, I got to lay my auntie to rest. <laughs> She's like my auntie that doesn't Girl, know. Girl, that does not know. But I love that woman. Yeah, yes. she was good. i tell you what I love that people don't talk enough about. Donnell Jones. Yes. That's my boo. Yes. <laughs> like, I yes. love me. Yes. From Jones. And I love my favorite guy, I would say, forever until recently, Uh-oh. and it's hard. Why? Maxwell. Oh, that's my boo. I love Maxwell. You know what he's my boo too? Because he's from where I'm from. Yeah. He's from East New York, and that's where yeah. I'm from. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, that's my boo. Girl, <laughs> him, and then this, this new guy named Simone. Simone. Simone is recent. He's just breaking in. I follow up. girl. I just put. He just had a birthday yesterday, and I love that man. Like <laughs> I met him. I've been following him, and we talk all the time. Shout out to Simone. But no, Simone. <laughs> yes, girl. No, he's an absolutely dope artist. You could tell he was raised in the church, but his music is so healing. Okay, like that is a God body man. Like mm. even his aura. When I met him, it was so funny. He recognized me. Is he from I, Houston? No, he's actually from Brooklyn. Is he? Yeah. I'm going to have to find him now. Yeah. He's from, Bro- okay. he's from Brooklyn. His real name is Thomas, but it's Samo Backwards. It's oh. Thomas Backwards named Samo. Yeah. That's cool. We figured that out. <laughs> but his vocal, like, I'm big on vocals. Yeah. Like, people love Beyonce, Beehive, don't attack me. Don't you do it. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> t- no. I love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong. But if you ha- if I'm going strictly on vocals, yes. Jasmine Sullivan is a oh, better she's singer she's than dope. Beyonce. I'm sorry, Beehive. But yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm about to say this. Okay, did you watch the new Lion King? I have not watched it yet. Don't come for me. <laughs> What's it? She was too pitchy. Really? In my opinion. Oh, I haven't watched it. Um, what's his name? Childish Gambino. Yeah. And her. And some, some of the parts of the movie. And I love me some Beyonce now. Love her. 
Exactly. You got to stop. Okay. Okay. Just because we love somebody doesn't mean we can't critique. Okay. I love to remember. I was like, no. Like, his voice is all smooth. And then here she comes. Like, I love to love you. I don't come for me. All right. And I say this all the time. This is not a Hey Beyonce segment. It's not. And I love her. But as a a girl from Texas, from Houston, and I know she she, she black, y'all. I get it. But she copied off Selena, and I don't care who talk about it. You told me. She copied off Selena with her outfits, and I don't care who got something to say. Girl. I love me Selena. I love Selena. I love me some Selena. It's so funny. Girl. Oh, my God. You When you told me that, I laughed. I was like, she did. She did. I was like, yeah, girl, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. down those secret, like, shh. Okay, because you can't talk about it, girl. The folks will go after you. Like, calm down. Calm down. I'm just saying, look who did it first. Beyonce was like seven years old when Selena was popping. Yeah, she was. Isn't it crazy? I was thinking, how where would she be if she was still alive? Yeah, where would she be? I think about... Yes. The baby. I think about that with Selena, and I think about that with Aaliyah. Aaliyah was so dope. I remember mm-hmm. when she died. I was actually up. Oh, wow. I remember too, like, though. Uh, my then boyfriend and my, um, it was my godson's parents. And they were like, it was like late. It was in August. It was late. And they're like, Selena, pa- not Selena, sorry. Um, Aaliyah passed away in a crash. Right. And I'm like, woo. I was like, no. And then her image started to come off. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Girl. I was upset. I was so happy because I was finally seeing a girl that was a tomboy. Remember, she I told was, you he was a yeah. tomboy. I was like, she's a pretty tomboy but she's too. She's a pretty tomboy. Yeah, like she was like her makeup was always on point. point. Her hair, yes, on point, and it was like top feminine, bottom, you know. <laughs> yeah, but then she started getting real as time went by. She got a little bit more feminine. Feminine, yeah, I noticed that. But I love that whole half and half. Yeah, it, it also came from TLC too. I. I because yeah. they would do it too. Oh, I love me some TLC. Girl, you see, let me tell you something. Everybody talks about me with my baby hairs. My baby hairs are, is inspired by Chili Girl. She is. Let me tell you, the she's queen. Not okay. Oh. Have you oh, have you checked out the new movie Hustler with J Lo? I have not, and let me tell you, I'm so behind. Okay. But I do want to see that, especially I love J Lo. Oh, Girl, I saw a I'll video of her on the on the pole. Uh-huh. And I was like, where's this woman? Isn't she like 50? She is 50. I'm like, where? where? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the secret? That body? Oh, I was like, I'm here looking you at see? this area. I was like, oh, shit, bitch. Okay, she look still looks amazing. She looks like she was as a fly girl. Always. And the crazy thing is, like, the outfits during the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want all of it. I want all the stripper outfits. <laughs> Don't look the girl. same. I want it all. Okay. But, I my house. but she looks flawless. Girl. But you know what? I like that women were more we're accepting of age. Wow, yeah. And getting off the whole ageism of like you're too old. Yes. To be like, you can't wear that. I mean, people are going to tell you that, but I'm just saying like. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Like her 50, that's not the 50 I know. Right. When I was a kid. But it's different now. 
Yeah. And I think women are getting more saucy. There's something they are. And like, what is it? When they say 30 is a new 20, no, it it's is. like 40. It's yes. like, you know, it's, you, you think that, you know, oh my gosh, this is different. And it's like, no, Whoa. we're still turning up and having fun. And yes. we're just doing it the smart way. We're not doing the same dumb shit we used to yeah. do back in the day. Well, women are looking like amazing. Yeah. Like, like, you can embrace that. Yeah, and start making each other feel like, oh, you too old, or you can't do this because you're this age, or you can't mind your business. Right, <laughs> girl. I'm uh, my my grandmother's my heart. My grandmother was turned ninety in December. Oh wow, bless her. She still drives. Good for her. She still works in her garden. She does all Good. of this stuff, girl, and she says it too. Yeah. Don't put me in my grave. I don't know. Mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. business. <laughs> Yes. What is it something that people don't know about you? Oh. That you're willing to share. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to... That's a very good question. Um, hmm. What people don't know... I, I. You know what? Now it's just... I've been so transparent the last two years. It's kind of like... I will say this. I am a Capricorn. A lot of people know Capricorns are workaholics. Mm. We are so type A personnel. But a lot of people don't know that I am completely goofy, silly, crazy kind of person. But I think it all depends on who I'm around. Like, mm. once I develop this type of comfortable area around you, but um, not only that, what I would say, um, what else is something that people don't know about me? Um, I was know. looking in your house right now, and I was a bug. And I'm just hanging in the wall. What is it that you be doing that you probably wouldn't be doing? Oh, you know what? And my friend makes fun of me. Okay, my friend, she makes fun of me of this. I'm a nerd. I am. So sometimes when you think that I would be like, well, granted, I still watch Power and all the other little live shows from time to time. But I would sit back and watch like African cats, <laughs> something <laughs> geographical. I do too. <laughs> and it's like my friend, she'd be like, girl, you are so lame. And I'd be in there hard down crying, like, look at these elephants. This I'm a thug all day. But when you put something in front of me that I'm watching and I'm tuned in, yeah. I automatically feel like I'm a character <laughs> in the movie or what's going on at the show. Girl, and I just take all the emotions. And I'm really emotional, but I, I play myself as I guess a defense mechanism or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But girl, I, yeah. Let her out. That nerd needs to be out. <laughs> it's funny. I have a shirt that says nerd. Uh, yeah. I do. And I rock it. you like, I didn't embrace it when I was young. And yeah. Because of course, growing up in the hood, it's like, well, all right, smarty pants, you know? Okay. But exactly. as I got older, I was like, I don't care. Damn. It's like, listen, <laughs> I could care two shits. Okay. But I'm cool with it, but I'll share something about me. I have very inappropriate humor. Me too. Like super inappropriate. And sometimes like the memes I look, I kinda keep it with this one person I share with, my home with this okay. own girl of mine from Nashville. And I send it to her because I know she gets it. Yeah. Without getting offended. I have like exactly. this really dark humor. <laughs> that is good though. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, it's like we all think of, we all think it, yeah. but we don't say it. Right. And then also, I would say, if you're close enough to me, 
You know that I curse like a sailor. I've been I saying do. that I work on my mouth all the time. <laughs> you know, and I would say I have one parent from Louisiana, another parent on the East Coast. So I have a mixture mm-hmm. of cultures growing yeah. up. But it's like being raised as this quote unquote Southern Belle and you curse like a sailor. It's like, girl, look, I really don't give a shit, but I'm trying to be political correct right now. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it together, but who gives a shit? Who gives yeah. a shit? I curse a lot. Yeah. The only time I don't curse is at work. Girl, I, but that's I'm the thinking main, about it. Girl, that's the main time I curse is at work. I make up words. Like, I'll do, like, fudge um, for the F word. So Girl, I let it rip. It'll be like, fudge. I can't. I would love to. I would love girl. to fudge, um, sugar, honey, iced tea. Like, oh, like, girl, you good. I, I work, let it real. Good. I do. I do. It's because of what I do in the environment where I'm at. But, you know, but, right. but in my home, because <laughs> I work from home a few days a week, I'll just be like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, what is going on? Girl, I try to keep, I will try to keep it professional. But yeah. where, I, where I work and how I'm, I'm like, I mean, now our office is pretty, now with, with color, but before <laughs> it wasn't, mm-hmm. and it was funny because um, yeah. at, the time, time. At, yeah, at the same time, at the same time, being a woman of color and you're ahead of people, multi-million dollar or thousand dollar investments, mm. they don't like to trust you. Mm. So I deal with this whole, oh, you're a woman, and then mm. you're young, and then you're a woman of color. Can I trust you? Mm-hmm. I have. I literally, in the past, have had to have someone who does not do my job at all wow. sit with me so that I can have a conversation. And he's talking to this man because he's white. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. So, And it's like, wow, it's 2019, 2018. But it's like, yes, that still goes on here. And so my whole thing was like, oh, y'all not going to stress me out. Because <laughs> that's how it was. It was very stressful. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what I realized, when I get just as dirty as them sometimes, mm-hmm. and not dirty as then I do anything out of malicious, but it's like, okay, you don't, you're not taking this the right way. So let me take it to, let, this is a mature energy kind of day. <laughs> and I'll go there. But you know what? I always end up getting my point across because it's never completely like disrespectful but I will curse sometimes mm. and I'm like well or I'll just say you know I'm simply not going to be able to help you mm. you know find somebody yeah. else but the problem is is that you can't find somebody else because I'm the only person in this apartment that can sign off on what you need to do for your multi-million dollar investment mm. so speak to Miss Bell or don't speak to Miss Bell but you will feel me <laughs> right. and will have to come to me whether you come correct or you try yeah. again the next day right <laughs> So I can talk to you forever. I know, girl. I can talk to you forever. You're one of those people. I'm so happy to actually connect with you in general. Because you're so dope. You I are really too. Do. I love your energy <laughs> and all that stuff. So in closing, tell me something you want to let people know in general, whatever it is that you want to share. Mm, that's good. I would say um, with this being closed, and thank you again for having me. Thank you for being I, here. I, I absolutely love her, guys. But it will be live exactly the way that you want to live and cultivate your own relationships. Mm. Because you have one life to live and we take life so like strictly for granted. I've lost a lot of people, but literally I'm learning to be unapologetic Mm. and just live, you know, because we have this one life and 
we're all winging it, like we said Damn. earlier. We are literally all winging it, and it's for us to live exactly the way that we're supposed to be. So unleash, and I'm speaking to myself while I'm mm, speaking to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for being on. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and everyone, have a blessed one. Until the next one, I'm out. Hey, gorgeous people, one last thing. Ways to find the podcast, you can find on the following platform, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, PocketCast, and Radio Public. Go on there and listen, share, and rate me. And until the next one, have a good one.